Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Three, two, one. one. All right. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. And as I speak, it's Thursday, but you're going to hear this on Saturday. Wow. Uh, yeah, or that's Sunday, how it works. Or Monday, oh, or Monday, or Tuesday. Uh, Memorial Day. Or any day. Digital movement or something yeah that beautiful voice you overhear is that one ken kenneth davis hello everyone he, he's our bonus guest and uh I'm he bonus guest and he is uh, announcing his retirement from his gig is yeah, that I correct already, yeah, i yeah. already announced it but uh, yeah, i want me to announce it again you, it's funny because i thought we were off the uh off the, already because the klonsky brothers who are your guests a couple weeks yes, ago yes announced thanks to them yeah we were so honored to be ken's last guest yeah. oh it's ended you know well, <laughs> shame on me for believing anything i see written by a klonsky brother <laughs> that was my first mistake uh anyway ken davis is the host of chicago newsroom i call it the ken davis show Thank you. and um i've always called it the ken davis show and i've yes, urged ken davis to name the show the ken davis show and he just didn't like, listen like to me like the ben jarofsky show yes which, just like which that. turned out to be successful and much more than ours so that yeah, is not true one thing about ken davis he's very self-effacing so don't fall for any of that folks guys a giant in this business giant <laughs> So, all right. So let's let's take a, a walk. Tune in to hear the truth. <laughs> well, you know, there's all kinds of variations. Yeah. Uh, William Barr thought he was telling the truth. <laughs> Did you think William Barr was telling the truth? <laughs> I do not recall. Uh, Did you see the chicken? They put the chicken up on the table. Yes. There? Yeah. And they brought fried chicken. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah, saw that. Yeah. Dennis was talking about that earlier yeah. today at today's testimony. Again, one more time, everybody. Today is Thursday. You're hearing this anytime. Right. Uh, and uh, Barr chickened out a meeting uh, going before the Congress with the Democrats, the House of Representatives, he went before the Senate. Anyway, they brought a bucket of fried chicken. Man, I, that chicken got me hungry. Ken. Are you able in a in some perverse way to have <laughs> a kind of a, a grudging admiration for somebody who can do that, who can just sit there with a straight face and say, no. Uh, you mean that grudging Knowing that millions of people are watching you live and that, that uh, you know, um, What's his name? Brian Williams is about to cut in and say, actually, ladies and gentlemen, what he just said was a complete bald-faced lie. Let's go back to the proceeding. You know, that yes, kind of thing. to answer your question, yes, it's a grudging admiration. And, and uh, <laughs> when you know, with the last time you were uh, on my show, which was about a half hour ago, uh, we were talking about Mayor Rahm. Oh, yeah. And one of the things, uh, I was allowing you and Jeff Johnson to you know, talk about Mayor Rahm, but uh, one of the things I admire about Mayor Rahm... Thank you for allowing that. ...is his utter... <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, that's what a host does. Uh, is his just utter... Is just, he's just feels entitled to what he wants. He's got to go for what he wants, yeah, and he yeah. doesn't care right. if someone gets in his way, and if he doesn't care if what he says today contradicts what he said yesterday yeah. or the day before. Yeah. He's going for what he wants. Yeah. And people like that, I'm 
because I have troubles with this issue. Can I can use him as a therapist? I have troubles on these points. So yeah, I, I admire people yeah, yeah. who you know. Yeah, it's true. I'm Attorney General of the United States, and yeah, it's true. It would be just kind of contempt of Congress for me not to do this. But screw you, I'm doing it. Yeah, what are you going to do, do about it? Actually, I can I change what I said. Yeah. I, I can I just amend that. Yeah. I don't, it's not that I admire them. I'm kind of no. like an awe of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's more like I mean, yeah. like every time, this is a favorite topic here, but, but of, of Dennis and mine, when we're on the brown line and, we, and the train <laughs> goes around the curve and you see Trump Tower and you see uh-huh. that name Trump. Yes. I mean, it's sort of like, dang, man, what a gangster move. He took yeah. a Democratic city, put his yeah. name right on it. Are you kind of an awe of that? You ever, have you ever been on the Michigan Avenue Bridge on a Saturday night on a summer, a summer night on a bridge? It is the most amazing thing to see there will be like 30 40 people just standing on the railing of the michigan avenue bridge taking pictures of that you're kidding oh it happens every saturday night well i don't know it happens on summer nights it just happens in the evenings people just flock to take pictures of that building why and i'm always wondering is this ironic i mean are they sending this to their friends and say look where i am or are they sending it and saying i mean i can't believe i'm next to the trump tower uh i you know it's funny because people used to do that with uh jordan's statue outside the united center yeah and uh i believe that they just venerated michael jordan you know he's He's Michael Jeffrey yeah, Jordan, the yeah, greatest basketball yeah. player of all time. I have a hard time believing that people feel that way about Donald Trump. But then again, you know, the true Trump believers probably look to Trump the way I look to Jordan. Maybe. You know, uh, <laughs> but awful. no, I see that sign and I feel as though it's uh, emblematic of how corrupt Chicago is that uh, this developer yeah. from New York who has no connection to Chicago was able to um, venture to our town, contribute $50,000 to Mayor Rahm's campaign chest, war chest, and somehow or other find himself with his names. Wait, are you saying that Rahm Emanuel authorized that sign? That's not my memory. Yeah. That, well, didn't that, he inherit that? Okay, that, this is interesting what Rahm inherits. But and, I mean, that, that deal was already cut. What, no, he, the deal he for the... did he try to stop it? He tried to, he wanted, to, he didn't want him to put it up. As no, let's take the deep dive, young okay. man, on this I'm, one. I, I would the never building, stand against you on no, these things. No, the, the building itself... Uh, was uh, the approval for the building to be constructed yeah. was something that Rahm inherited. That was yeah. something that went down with Mayor Daley. The issue of well, the was, sign... It was mostly built when Rahm took office, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. So he inherit, literally yeah. inherited the building yeah. from... I don't know when the building was finished, but he was. I, my memory is that it was mostly built. Yeah. The issue of the sign itself was something that uh, happened under Rahm's watch. And uh, so... If you look at the campaign contributions, Trump gave 50 grand to Rahm for his first mayoral. This is, I can't believe we're talking about this. I'm supposed to be asking you the questions uh, in 2010. And the sign went up in after Rahm was mayor. And uh, it, at first, the response of the Rahm Emanuel administration was, there's nothing we can do about this sign. You know, yeah, it, that's, because that's it's, the part uh, that yeah. I think I remember. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. when uh, Blair came in, Chicago Tribune architectural uh-huh. critic weighed in. All of a sudden, Rahm was against the sign because... Yeah. Atrocious. Yeah. Uh, and then he'd be smirch. It's sort city. of like the parking meter deal where it's, oh, there's nothing we could do about it. We inherited mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But I always say, well, if you did, if you had stood up, this is my, this is an argument. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I always say, 
that uh, mayors and, and people in the city of Chicago are so selective about the fights they take. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when they don't want to take a, t- a tough fight, they go, there's nothing I can do about it. And then they walk away. Rom mm-hmm. and the parking meter deal is a mm-hmm. classic. Lori Lightfoot and Lincoln Yards mm-hmm. deal. Do you feel I'm being unfair to mayors of the city of Chicago when I say that? Many people say, Ben, you're being unfair to them. Well, it's a little bit unfair, but there is the corollary of picking the fights that you know you can win, like the symphony strike, for example, right? Waiting until you see, until somebody calls you up and says, hey, Mr. Mayor, I think they're about to settle this thing. You need to get in there. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're even more cynical than I am, actually. I think I said the same thing. So you didn't believe for one minute that, that oh, come on. Rom was the one who brokered that deal? Yeah, yeah. Sure I did. I believe that, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. So anyway, um, moving. As soon as sitting there saying, we're, just, we're so grateful to you, Mr. Mayor, for for saving our pensions. I, I first of all, I didn't save the pensions. There's a two pension deal there. Let's not, you know, I know way too I was much. Just about, waving a red flag yeah. at you. Uh, you know, it's a two tier pension system they have there now. Thanks a lot for nothing, Mayor Rom. All right, so Ken Davis, uh, let's go back to your life, to your show, mm. uh, the Ken Davis Show, Chicago Newsroom. Uh, the first year was 2010. Talk about uh, what what led to you getting that show. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're sounding like, you know, like this was, uh, you know, getting a show on Channel 11 or something. It, w- it wasn't exactly <laughs> like that. Uh, we did, um, we, we, we did, uh, uh, let's see, how do we put this? I, Linda, my wife, and I uh, just kind of got this idea that we were, I had been fired from the city in 05 and... You know, I was kind of doing a little bit of work here and a little bit of there, a little like everybody else, doing a little consulting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got this notion that we were really, really freaking out about what was happening in Chicago with journalism. So we actually uh, rented the um, Allegro Hotel, the what used to be the what we would remember as the smoke-filled room, and it went back when it was the what across the street from City Hall. The name of the hotel Bismarck. was the Bismarck. Yeah, it was the Bismarck. So we rented the smoke-filled room in the Bismarck, although at that time it was it had been dollied up. And uh, we invited about three or 400 people to come and talk about journalism. And we had a panel of 13 people on this giant dais. It was crazy. And it went on for about three hours, I think. And um, I think it was most notable for the fact that... Um, very quickly, the room just divided into young people and old people. There was this cleavage. You could feel it <laughs> happening. And the, and the younger people who, you know, many of them went on to be successful names you'd know now. As I said at the time, the feeling I'm getting here is that you're saying if you guys would just hurry up and drop dead, yeah. <laughs> we could pick this up and yeah. make it work. Uh-huh. But the problem we're having right now is we've got to carry all of this dead wood. Who's you actually still, said this at the time. Kind of. I'm <laughs> saying it a little differently today. But yeah. yeah, mainly what you're saying is that all of you idiots who still believe in dead trees, printing your news on dead trees, you've just got to die off. <laughs> So we can do this right, yeah. right? So it, it that was kind of the way it all worked. Anyway, it was um, depending on how you look at it, it was it was successful or not. But it got a lot of people talking. And then a few months after that, I got a call from Can TV saying, you know, we don't really have like a a kind of a political talk show, and we would love to have one. And we were wondering if you'd be willing to work with us to develop one. And the salary was, uh, you know, it was it was a 
zero, so it was, it was a good. It was a raise. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was, it was the same as I was earning at the time. Well, anyway. Okay. Well, yeah. or you could say you got a ten percent raise, zero, whatever. Right. Anyway. Go anyway, on. yeah. So what happened? Can TV I, tell people what Can TV can, is? Can TV is a very interesting thing for those of you who don't know it. It's Chicago Access Network. It was created in 1984 by Dick Simpson, I believe, right, and Marty Oberman and. Uh, no, not Dick Simpson. No? You're talking uh, about Alderman at the yeah, time? Yeah, at, at that time. Yeah, Dick Simpson was out of the city council in 1984. This is incredible. He's the former alderman of the 44th Ward. Right, the 44th Ward alderman in 1984 was But I think he worked on it before he left. Oh, so yeah. then it would have been it's, in the 70s. And, and, no, 84 you said, right? No, you said 84. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Old Man Talk. <laughs> Here on Sometimes Radio, uh, here we are, where That's, we gather the oldest the, people to sit around and talk about stuff. The, the Sunnyside Retirement Home, <laughs> Kenny. No, who Kenny. took my Monopoly piece? Before. <laughs> anyway, uh, 1984. Let's just I'm nobody knows. WLS Silver Dollar Service <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> nobody will be able to correct you one way or the other. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did. Back to back to the narrative, and, now, and we return you now to our narrative. <laughs> So anyway, the Chicago City Council, in its wisdom, Bernie Stone. I think Bernie Stone was the man. He was a big part of it. Bernard Bernie Stone. Uh, They uh, said to the cable companies that were coming into Chicago at that time, the big new thing was cable. You're going to be able to watch television without having an antenna. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And and Uh. so there was a big move across Mm. the country to get municipalities to say, hey, you're going to come into our city and you're going to hang your wires on all these poles and you're going to dig up our streets and all this stuff. And so in exchange for that, we're going to charge you a cable access fee. And that fee is going to, uh, you're going to give us several channels mm-hmm. on on your, of that time, you know, there was going to be almost 100 channels, right? So you're going to give us a certain number of these channels. And you're going to give us some money for an access network. And that's what they did. And... Over the years, Can TV has done some pretty remarkable things, and they've had they've you know had thousands of people come through and do TV shows and all that. At the time that I was brought in, um, there was I, I I think it would be fair to say, like everything else, the market was changing a lot, and people now had laptops and some iPhones and things like that. So. Everybody was an access network of their own. They could make their own videos and share them, and they didn't really need to go down to the local access network. So they started working on doing some of their own origination of shows, which is a little bit of a different thing for them. And and I'm proud to say ours was the first one. And uh, we just started doing a half-hour show every week, and it, it was—it's what it was, kind of like this. It was just set up a table, except we had cameras. Yeah. And, and um, oh wait, hey, hey, yeah, just like <laughs> this, but ours were ours yeah. were cameras. We had to have camera operators yeah, for. Okay. You know, that kind of yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's it's really very very much the same thing, and it's been a very informal kind of thing. And uh, I, about a week after we, it was exactly a week after we did the first show. Rich Daly announced that he wasn't running for mayor anymore. Mm. So. We got to cover the election all the way from beginning to end. And as I like to say, we've been a bookend on the Rahm Emanuel administration. I mean, we were on that poor guy from the beginning <laughs> about red cam, red light cameras and everything else. Yeah. And um, and then 
I, this just seemed like a good time to end it. It's like we're we're doing it. Uh, we're ending at the end of May, which will be ten days into the Lori Lightfoot administration, and um, you know I'm about to uh, enter my seventh decade, and I just kind of thought I don't want to. I don't want to. To be really honest with you, I just didn't want to be one of those guys who just kind of like withers away in front of your very eyes and ears. <laughs> oh, stop you know? it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, I can't remember, uh, Ken. Uh, who, who was your first guest on the Ken Davis well, show? I, you see, that's the problem, Ben. I have no memory. Uh, I just uh, I, the first guest, I think, was Eric Zorn. Yeah. <laughs> it was Eric Zorn. That yeah. would be correct. And and some lady who was the head of a like a teacher's union yeah, at the time I, or something. Karen, Karen Lewis. Karen, Karen, oh, there yes, was a Karen. third person on that and show. No, and it was some... It was some uh, it was some alternative weekly columnist who was hammering away about tax increment financing. What was that guy's name? Uh, yeah. Ben something. Yeah, no, I, uh, yes, anyway, I was there, I remember it. There was Eric Zorn, uh, Karen Lewis, and myself. Yes. And uh, so many members of this show, the first show, the first Ken Davis show, uh, the first thing is that Karen Lewis is always on time. Yes. And, she was uh, there like an hour early. Was, and she was a little irritated about yeah, that, you know, yeah, because she yeah. showed up on time and the rest yeah, of us were not. Yeah. Uh, and I remember that. Karen was a little miffed at me. <laughs> <laughs> not the first time, won't be the last. Yeah. And um, the other thing I remember about that show is that uh, it was such an unusual combination of people, yeah, I thought. Yeah, it was. What, I mean, in the world, it, okay, now we're really going to go down mm-hmm. uh, memory lane and nobody uh, under the age of 70 is about to know what I'm going to going to say uh-huh. uh, but it reminded me a little bit of one of my favorite shows from when i was a kid cup show or oh my Cups god it, I, you can't say that because that's just that's way too high a compliment for the show but yes i did you have that experience so my my dad on saturday nights it yeah. was right would sit and watch that show and it was just it was the perfect combination of just crazy people who you would never put together in one room and they would just talk and talk and talk and i was like probably, I don't know, 10 years old or something at the time, maybe 10, 12 years old. And I loved it. No, I, I love Cup Show. The lively art of conversation. Yeah, yeah. It came on at about 1130, I want to yeah, say, on Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. since I was a total loser, I never had anywhere to go. So I'd be at home. Yeah. First, I'd like watch the Bulls or the Blackhawks. <laughs> and then, you know, I'd watch Channel 7 would have the, the Sunday, the Saturday movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Now I'm really reminiscent, but Saturday movie for like the first 45 minutes was totally cool. Then they would start playing the commercials more. Is that right? what they were hooked. You ever saw a Saturday no, movie? No. So then it was like, all right, every five minutes commercial yeah. break, I'm going to start watching Cup. Oh. And you're right, he would have like Don Rickles and H. Rap Brown. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Great combinations yeah. of people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that show, I'm sitting there looking around the table, like, hey, Eric Zorn, me yeah. and Karen Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? Two prominent columnists. Yeah, yeah. So did you, did you have a rhyme or reason for how you did your guests? Uh exactly that just like hey let's see who would who would work well with with this and who, how would this work and what would be the dynamic between them and you know we've we've had some successes with that i mean we've done 451 wow. shows or something so 451 something like that yeah. it's it was a it's a weekly show yeah so if you do the math get damn piss on the phone yeah, or if you yeah. do that math well, it's about nine years so nine times five is 45 nine times 50 you know we didn't we don't do 52 shows a, a year but 
probably do about 49, 48. So. so if somebody wanted to get a sense of what was going on in the city of Chicago during the years of Rahm Emanuel, they could watch your show because you try to be topical. Correct? I would say modestly that you could, that they are a kind of an archive of the Rahm Emanuel administration. They really are because most of, the, most of our guests were journalists most of the time. So they were people who were covering... Um, the news of that of that week and elections and stuff like that and you know i mean you know that in those early years you were like one of our go-to people you, know, you were there like i mean you, i think it's you true. did like 18 shows or something I'm the until re- you got your own show yeah right? i'm the record holder right. and i cut a deal actually uh, not anymore sarah carp beat you out by about two i think uh, oh how many episodes how many more shows do you have uh four i'm coming on every single one <laughs> take that sarah carp think you're all that and everything right. uh and so did you ever and that's, that's, i'm sorry that's just one of the really cool things about just even that <laughs> slice of time that reminds me like when we first talked with Cara, uh, Sarah Carp I think she was working for Catalyst if I'm not mistaken I think yes and then she moved on to BEZ and we've had all these people who have like their careers we can follow their careers as they got bigger and bigger <laughs> and more prominent and and you know I'm just really proud of that that uh, there are a lot of people who we had on so many people the first time they were ever on TV was on that show uh, that is quite a thing. I'm trying to think what I, I ever on TV. Occasionally, I w- they get invited to WTTW, and then they stopped yeah. inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> Too crazy. Man, who is this guy? Yeah. Um, the other thing about your show, I always I just got to get this out there, my minor irritation. They always make me turn in my phone. Remember that? Yeah, we got over that. <laughs> yeah, I know how much that ticked you off. But um, the, early, the early crews... Yeah. They, how do I put this delicately? They they kind of really thought that it was like real TV, yeah. and you know, like if if you're going to be on you know the Rachel Maddow show or something, you're going to not going to sit there with your phone beeping in your pocket. We uh, we came around on that. Wait, and hold now, on one second, Ken. Yeah. Oh, sorry, honey, I'm talking to Ken Davis. Can you not call me? Sorry about that. And oh, now it's just a part. Of, it's just a gag on the show. You know. In fact, most. Wait, of you the guys time, still do that gag? No, no. I mean, we just let. Oh, you out. and I do the gag. Yeah, and like if I'm if I'm. Uh, my favorite now is if I'm if I'm doing something and the phone rings, I just say, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's Barbara Bird Bennett. She keeps calling me asking <laughs> if I could get her out of jail." It's a collect call from Barbara Bird Bennett, uh, where she's at. You can't make fun. Uh, no, so yeah, the deal was with, with the phones and the yeah. Now you see, you have mostly journalists. I want to know if you've uh, uh, seen a change in the way journalists approach their appearances on talk shows. Uh, Interesting. Yes. Now. Uh, back in the day when dinosaurs walked the earth, uh, journalists would come on show, they would bend over backwards to be as even-handed and quote-unquote objective. I put the little air quotes on there. There was like, you always say, on one hand this, on the other hand that. And I always tease McDumkey, critics say, <laughs> critics say, you know, that was like, well, critics say. Da, Some da, da. have said. <laughs> Yeah. Who's the critic? That's, <laughs> critics. Um, are you finding that uh, Chicago journalists now, when they talk about politics in the city, the schools in the city, uh, the, 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 the tax system in the city, that they're more open about their own criticism? Or do you think they're still p- playing it by that old book? That's a, that is a really interesting question. And I, and I think that the answer, generally speaking, is that... The people who are working for the, you know, the old line organizations, sometimes the Tribune and, you know, maybe TV stations and so forth, um, 
they still feel the need, and I'm glad they do, to be even-handed in what they say. So they, they will not, generally speaking, offer an opinion, although they might delicately say, you know, uh, but, I mean, look, it just stands to common reason that such and such and such and such. Uh, but, of course, what we have now is a proliferation of, of these um, activist smaller audience organizations, mostly online, uh, and those are people who are much more willing to be opinionated mm -hmm. about things. I mean, in some, to some extent, uh, you, you were the early version of that, uh, an opinionated guest, which was great to have. Yeah, uh, I, could, I always had struggle with the, uh, what you alluded to, the even-handedness. Yeah. Because yeah. it seemed, people presented it as a virtue. Mm -hmm. So if you know somebody's lying, yeah. let's like talk about William Barr, we were talking yeah. about William Barr, the Attorney General, his testimony he gave, and you know he's lying. Mm -hmm. How do you be even-handed about someone who's lying? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. well, uh, on one hand this, on the other hand he is lying, but, mm -hmm. I mean, how do you be even-handed about something? You understand what I'm saying? No, like, I, there's I an objective do. reality. And we, I would have to say that I don't think that we hear as much of that anymore, even from you know, real mainstream reporters. I, I, I don't think that they do so much of that on the one hand. On the <laughs> other hand, I, I think, yeah. they've, you know, they've kind of found ways to sort of, I mean, the whole culture, the whole society has moved away from that. That, that feels very much like, um, you know, 1964, like Walter Cronkite kind of journalism. And I, I don't think that that exists in quite the same way it's a very subtle shift but i don't think it's the same as it was even 10 years ago well i gotta tell you um since i went to the other side i started doing what you do we're interviewing people yeah. on the radio uh and i've noticed it's a generational thing so for instance uh maya dukmasova who's yeah. a uh, regular guest on our show right. and my colleague at the reader potty mouth yeah <laughs> Huge. Oh my mouth. God, potty mouth. Wow. <laughs> that makes Monroe Anderson like, like you know, an upright citizen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although that Monroe Anderson, huh? Yeah. Um, but uh, man, Maya lets it rip, yeah. you know, and that, she's one of my favorite guests. Not and exactly she, an, ex uh, an objective journalist in the, in the true. Quote, unquote, right, objective right, journalist. And uh, I, I find our younger listeners love Maya. Yeah, and they absolutely. just tell me how much they love Maya because she tells it like it is. She yeah. tells it from her heart, you know, and uh, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I'm glad to see that that tradition is still alive yeah. at the reader. Well, and and that's that's. I mean, you just hit it on the head. This is this is a this is a tradition that has been going on since what is it 1967 or something when the reader was oh, 70, was but whatever. Yeah, formative. yeah. I, I actually, as you would say, interesting side note. <laughs> uh, I was editor of the. I don't think I ever said uh, interesting side note. Of, you know, uh, like on a tangent the, here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting side note. <laughs> Who would say that? <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay, sounds like you. <laughs> oh, it's Ken on an interesting side note here. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, By the um, way, I just want to say this before you go on the interesting side note. Ken Davis, he, he started the story a little late. Uh, before he worked for the city of Chicago, he worked for WBEZ. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was a guest on your show way back when dinosaurs walked yeah, the earth in 1980-something yeah. or other. Yeah. So I just had to say yeah. that. So it's not like he just appeared, people. And even then, you were 
<laughs> working at the Reader? Uh, no, when I first appeared on your show, I was working for a publication called The Reporter. Oh, that's right. That's right. You were mm-hmm. a, a publication called. We all know the, the reporter. The reporter is a wonderful organization. It is, yes, but and not all our listeners know what. Yeah, that's so we right. have to you worry about the, the listeners. First time around, you were. On the, I, I was on the reporter, and and, and John McDermott was, and so I was very much told Ben stick to the facts. And so yeah, I was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know. I, Ladies and gentlemen, how are you enjoying this conversation so far? <laughs> Wait, you, what was the? Are inter- you still with us? <laughs> Wait, what was the interesting I'll side? You what, if you're still with us, send us an email. <laughs> even no matter when you're listening, just send an email to, to Doctor D and let him know that you're still with us. Okay? Benny J Show at gmail.com. We actually have a Gmail. Yeah, I man. didn't know that. <laughs> what is that Gmail thing you're talking about? I'm still on AOL. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of it. Uh, anyway, you were going yeah. to do an interesting sidebar. Or well, I was just I was just saying that I I was the editor of the newspaper. No surprise at Northeastern Illinois University back in the late seventies or late sixties, and um, I went to a meeting at the brand new University of Illinois Circle Campus uh, of like a bunch of newspaper editors and community people and all that to talk about what could we do to organize a uh, an alternative weekly newspaper in Chicago. And I I was just a minor part of this. I was just an attendee to this meeting. It had nothing to do with it, but that was where it all that was where the readers started. And I and they, I always the, the reader feel, people were in that group. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Roth I think was there. I can't remember all Bob their Roth. names. Bob Roth, yeah. But uh yeah, it's so weird to think that 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 I, I I go that far back that I remember the organizing meetings about wow needed, man and at the same time there were all these meetings about you know we need a public <laughs> radio station in Chicago and all that so there were there was a lot of media activity in those days uh, things were brewing all right so let's fast forward yeah uh, let's, forty years to yeah. Chicago newsroom uh, so you never had Ram as a guest did you ever reach out to I Ram? never asked uh, the why to be a guest and I knew he wouldn't accept because we had been so critical of him on the show. And I always like to think as, you know, we joke about it, I try to be pretty pretty even-handed <laughs> about Mayor Emanuel because I think he's treated a little unfairly at times. However, uh, we've said <laughs> enough mean things about him that I knew he wouldn't do the show if we asked, and so I never did. That's a kind of a chicken way to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, my sense of it is that Rahm Emanuel does not do interviews very well. He... he just basically doesn't give you very straight answers on things and then likes to insult the host and make fun of you. And, <laughs> yeah. and I just decided that, you know, hey, I'd rather just sit here and talk about you rather than talk with you. So I, I chickened out on that. Uh, yeah. And uh, so who are some of your favorite? Have you had him on? Uh, have I ever had Mayor yeah. Rahm on my radio? No. Oh, okay. Right. I, 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 I interviewed. I would have been surprised. Okay. Uh, the last time I talked to Mayor Rahm, mm-hmm. he was not Mayor Rahm. He was oh. candidate Rahm. So you've never actually spoken face to face with him since he's been mayor. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever spoken face to face with him ever in the yes uh, in 19 of uh, 1902 when he was a candidate for Congress. I did a profile from the reader. I actually hung around with him, mm-hmm. and he really needed the reader because his district that was reader friendly, reader heavy. So he was very accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once he didn't need me anymore, that was the end of that. Which is okay, you know, we're all big boys and girls mm-hmm. here. Uh, but when he ran for mayor in 2010, I was doing a story about the election. And oh my God, Ken, 
this, to get in an interview with that guy I was bet. like, yeah. it was yeah. just yeah. ridiculous, absurd, running questions by flunkies and flax, and he won't talk. He won't answer this question. You only have five minutes. And I mean, it was ridiculous. Anyway, he, the, I, I, he called me up. I'm on the phone. Hey, it's Rahm Emanuel. That's my Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, and it's, I had five minutes. The clock's ticking, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he goes... Um, uh, I just want to tell you, you've been doing a great job on TIFF stories. This is how long I've been doing TIFF wow. stories. Yeah. You know, I do a great job. <laughs> and uh, so then I said, uh, well, you know, Mr. Mayor, well, it was Mr. Mayor, you yeah. know, Congressman or whatever yeah. I called him. Yeah. Uh, they gave me five minutes. I want the two minutes that you spent uh, telling me what a great job I was doing on TIFF stories added, added to the end. Right, right, he, right. he hung up on me. He did? Yeah, well, after, and he, he about two minutes later, where he, he didn't like to, he just hung up on me. He just hung up on yeah, me. Yeah, that's... Called entitlement, my friends. You asked me, I'm awestruck. That's the digital, just, the digital equivalent said, of getting a dead fish, I guess. Right? That is correct. Yeah. He said, uh, you and the... Wow. And that was wow. it, man. So, you know, it's See, been all downhill. I, unlike you, I don't have the Constitution. If that happened to me, I would have just, like, broken down. I would have got, oh, I'm such a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do this. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. you got to be used. All right, so who were some of your uh, favorite guests, other than me, of course? I, you know, I, it's hard to say other than you. Yeah. No, we, we've... Had... <laughs> <laughs> other than me, uh... Uh, oh, this is this is an embarrassing situation because part, as I said, part of the reason why I think it's time for me to go is that I have really very little memory left. So I'm 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 just drawing a huge blank. Wait, does but, your short term memory go or your long term memory? Do you, do you still remember the high school you attended? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Long term memory I, is ask good. Me, ask me what was the number three song in 1964 in February? Or what something. was it? Oh, I don't know. It probably. was a Beatles song. It was probably yeah. It's probably love. Even I knew that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Was a guesting so, disc jockey on Art Roberts show on WLS on May 9th, 1964. The high that was the peak of my career. My career has been steadily. <laughs> but yes, I was. I was. You were for, really for 15 minutes. I was on the WLS big the blowtorch of the Midwest. West, playing the the most requested songs of the night on so the if Art I tell Robert you, show. If I tell you Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, do you know what that song is? Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. I would know. I, I don't know. What am I supposed to know? Uh, I mean, of it's a four top song. I Can't sport, help yeah. myself. I was singing it yesterday. Remember? Anyway, yeah, see that, that I'm going to give you a little tip from uh, one younger man to an older man. All right? Because I, I, I can't finish this story. Oh, yeah. so, so wait. I just. I mean, as long I as forgot where you were going. As as we're not worried about the clock here. Um, it's a podcast. So, yes, get with God it. for podcasts for for long winded people. So. I was guesting DJ, and the thing was, you had to play the three request, the three most requested songs, right? Yeah. So I walk in, and Art Roberts says, <laughs> "You know, you can't play a Beatles song for your fourth song because it's, it's always all three of them are Beatles song. You have to do something else." And of course, my I wanted to play "Love Me Do" or something, right? And so he just like hands me the list and says, "Pick something," and I. The good Lord above will never know why, but I just pointed to. Um, See what I'm, what I'm talking about? I don't know, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 um, take your time. Yeah, breathe. Take your time and breathe. Right. That's right. Um, Meanwhile, I'll talk to Dennis while you're thinking. Uh, you know, Doctor D. See, this about whole those story balls? just completely destroyed itself <laughs> okay. because the, the, it, it was uh, just. Uh, 
Take your time. Uh, here we are. Here we are watching an elderly man. An elderly man just melt. Oh, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Was it a song you're trying to remember? It was a Broadway song. Oh, you t- Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly. Oh my God. 1964. Hello Dolly. Am I the man or am I the man? Louis Armstrong. Was it the Louis Armstrong? Yeah, it was the Louis. Hello Dolly. So here I. What am. a great imitation of Louis Armstrong. This, this, this 14-year-old boy <laughs> yeah. gets an opportunity to speak to 30 states on the biggest radio station in the country, the largest audience, and he gets to play any song he wants, and he picks Louis Armstrong. Yeah, so and that was it. That was it. That ended your career. <laughs> oh, that was uh, Louis Armstrong. Sorry, I love Louis Armstrong. Well, but yeah. All right, so favorite guest. You can't even think of one? Well, you know, so many of them have just been have been um, journalists. Like, you no, know, if you like had I, one time, you had on. I could, look, look, I'm giving your memories. Yeah, help me out. Um, you had me on, and this was just a uh, <laughs> an indication of how things were going to go between me and Tony Preckwinkle. For some reason, oh yeah, you had me paired with Tony Preckwinkle, yeah. and it was after. A, an election, right? And I can't remember which election it was. Uh, well, it was because of it was because of incarceration, and uh, uh, she had been implementing a lot of reforms around judicial stuff, and and uh, you were impressed with that, and I asked you to come in with her, and and we talked about bond reform and all those kinds of mm. issues and and it was when she was first getting started with tom dart to reduce the populations in the prison in in the in the uh county jail and all that so well my memory that's i mean that's very studious and i don't even remember that aspect yeah. of the conversation yeah. my memory it was after an election and she had uh had uh, endorsed a lot of candidates and they all lost <laughs> <laughs> or many of them had lost. And so I, and I of course had as a reader columnist and endorsed many candidates uh, and well, I, my candidates always lose. We know yours and lost. so I yeah. said the wisecrack I gave was the only person with a worse record of endorsing candidates <laughs> in the last election than me was Tony Preckwinkle. She did not like that. And I think she's held that against oh, me yeah, ever yeah, since. Yeah, yeah. And it's all your well, fault. The, we, we had, it's my fault. I'll take it. Uh, we had Tony Preckwin along quite a few times. She actually kind of enjoyed doing the show. And um, the one of the last times she was on, she, it was it was a great conversation, just the two of us. And I felt really good about it. And I got home and I got a call from the station and the digital recorder had failed no. and the entire thing they had nothing and they just had nothing you're kidding so i had to call her press people and tell her that the show wasn't going to happen and all that and to her credit she called back and said i'll come back and do it again and like a week later wow. she came back and did that whole show again and i'll never forget that See, that, was a, that was a wonderful thing all right everybody out there when Ken Davis does the self-effacing shtick, I'm just, I'm an old guy. No one likes me. I want you to remember that no story. <laughs> okay, nobody knows me. I'm no good. Da, da, da. I want you to remember that story. Tony Preckwinkle, who is not the warmest, fuzziest person in the world, respected you and your show enough that she came back and did the show I again. I didn't ask. I would never have asked for that, but she did. Yeah. Well, you had the decency to tell her. Yeah, Some people would have just played it off and just not aired the show. And then not responded to the phone calls when the, hey, when's that show? Uh Uh-huh. My phone's not working. (laughs) 
You know, uh, so no Rom. You had Tony Preckwinkle, and you've had Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, Edward? we had Lori Lightfoot. I think three times in the last year or so. Yeah, and you're going to close with Lori Lightfoot. Well, presumably. Yeah, I don't. Want, I don't want to overplay that, but she has she has agreed to do it, and obviously she'll be ten days into her mayoralty, and the chances that she will be able to find you know half an hour to run over to Can TV is very unlikely. But hey, do you find that people on in that uh, setting are uh, more open? Than they are, you know, this it's kind of like this funky Wayne's World type setting yeah. uh, that you have yeah. there. Or it's a little more upscale now with your new studio than we originally. Yeah, yeah but it's you now think... like 1962 Channel 2. <laughs> yeah. Not like this palatial <laughs> place we have right. here. Yeah. Uh, by the way, no, can, I, could you put up that, that poster? No, I like there. the poster <laughs> hanging off the wall. Um, I, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to denigrate. Actually, the uh, CanTV has, as you know, brand beautiful. new studios, mm-hmm. and they are now beautiful digital studios, and they're really terrific, and it's really a pleasure working there now. But we went through a period where technical problems happened all the time. So anyway. And do, do you think people, the setting, opened people up, and they were yes. more? Yes, I do. And I, and I think that um, that played a big part in it that... Um, you know, I I, I don't want to. Uh, we were often compared to Chicago Tonight, which is which is such a big joke. I mean, it's a, that, that's just crazy. I mean, we're we're not even in we're not in the same league in any way. I don't. It's buy a that. roller skate compared to you know to a BMW or something. I completely disagree. But I don't. Well, I don't see. I don't. I never had a problem with that. Yeah. I think that I liked it. I liked the fact that we were not the polished, you know, really super professional product. And more than once, I've had people uh in fact we had Forrest Claypool on once and and he actually said to me afterward that it's just a pleasure doing this show we had him on twice it's a pleasure doing the show because I actually feel like I get to 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 speak I get to you know go into depth on things which is something that you just don't do when when you're called upon and you're given 40 seconds to answer and then you got to move to another subject so you know that was that was the thing that we had to offer we 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 had that to offer, which was time. <laughs> we have lots of time. Yeah, and you had lots of time. No, the WTTW, the reason, uh, the, the, their, their format, they crowd like three guests on, and you have the host, yeah. Yeah. and uh, everybody's supposed to sit there politely and listen to everybody else. Right, and right. then, you know, sometimes you have the bullies who just said, the hell with the rules. I'm going to start cutting yeah, the guy off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to be critical of, of a, a fellow public yeah, rip off. Come on. No, I'm, not, I'm not going to. <laughs> Come on, I, let's I, hear it. I appreciate what they do, but I oh, didn't want to said that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something yeah, different. You want to do something yeah. different. Uh, and I, I asked, did you have ever had Ed Burke on? I'm just curious. You never, no, ever reach out to him. I don't think we ever tried for him. I think we were talking about trying to get him once just to sit and talk history, you know, like just completely different, you know, but I don't think we ever did. And I doubt that he would have done it. So do you think Chicago is going to have some significant changes under Lori Lightfoot? Or do you think it's going to be pretty much what it always has been with just sort of a different style? To quote the great philosopher Ben Girard, <laughs> I feel like a flag just waving in the breeze on this one. I mean, I, I could give you I could give you a, a concise 10 minute oration on either way right yeah there is every reason to believe uh, when we were when we were talking on your show on thursday whatever it was uh i said that i thought that and i really don't mean this in quite as mean a way as it sounds that Rahm emanuel will be seen in history as a transitional mayor mm-hmm. because 
anybody who comes after a dynasty like Daly is uh, is transitioning into something else. And it could be that he's transitioning into Lori Lightfoot. And there is a potential for Lori Lightfoot to be a great mayor. Yeah. I mean, she really could. And she could unite populations in Chicago who've never had anything to do with each other before. It's very heartwarming to see that she won every single ward and almost every precinct and all that. It could go the other way, but let's just look, let's go down that road for a while. She could do that, and she's going to have a city council behind her that's that's you know it could go a lot of different ways. But it also could be a very supportive council for her if she if she does stay true to what I think are her progressive impulses, even if her record isn't so much that way. She could pull together the progressives and and a lot of the other the forgive me but rubber stampers will just go along with anything and she could she could lead the city in a whole uh, let's not say new direction but in a positive direction mm -hmm. I, it really could happen on the other hand you know it, it, it could be jane byrne she yeah. could within two weeks she could cut a deal and and go the other way and it, it just won't nothing will come of it but i don't think she's going to do that i i i don't believe she's going to do that. All right. That is Ken Davis. I'm Ben Jarofsky, And here's what we're going to do. He may be leaving uh, Chicago Newsroom, the Ken Davis show, but he will always be a guest on Ben Jarofsky's show as long as there is a Ben Jarofsky show. And with my big mouth, you never know how long that's going to last. Uh, but uh, anyway, Ken, congratulations on a great... Thanks. What is it? Nine year run? How about yeah, with the nine math? Nine and a half, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he went to Steinmetz. I went to Evanston. I went to Prosser. Oh, Prosser. <laughs> got the wrong high school. Oh, wait, guys. Uh, the recorder was messed up. Can we stop that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start again. Uh, Ken Davis. Hi, Ben. Name. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you'll be a regular guest on this show. Uh, I will uh, uh, twist your arm into coming here. Oh, it won't be a twist. Believe me, I'd love to do it. I, I thoroughly enjoy doing this show. I always have. You know that. Yes, indeed. That's Ken Davis. I'm Ben Jarofsky. This has been Bonus Hour on the Ben Jarofsky Show. Bonus! See you on Tuesday.